terms of preparation and cleaning up. And so maybe she just looks up and she's like, where is everybody? Where's all my help? And then she comes around the corner and she sees her sister there at the feet of Jesus. And so she naturally um, has to say something about it. You can imagine her being at that place. And so she comes and she lodges this complaint to Jesus. Don't you care? My sister has left me to prepare the table all by myself. Tell her to help me. Now, let's think about this. I'm sure you've learned this in Sunday school or in your own personal study and reading. Um, and, and so you probably already know this, but we'll just remind all of us um, that yeah, at any time that guests come into your house, it's a perfectly normal and acceptable and a good thing to extend hospitality. If Rick comes over to our house, we offer a drink or a meal or something like that, and that's, that's all good. It's not a problem. But especially in 30, the year 30, and in this time, in this culture, in this place, I mean, it wasn't just a nice thing to do. It was the expectation. And you go back to the Old Testament, I mean, it's an obligation. It's almost a biblical mandate that you feed the uh, stranger. You feed. So this has probably nothing to do with it being Jesus. It wasn't just like, hey, Jesus is here. Let's get out our fine china and let's take lots of pictures. No, this is just a guess. And then that it happens to be Jesus, um, you know, leaves the story behind for us. But it wouldn't matter who it was or whether Mary and Martha knew this. There was going to be, and there needed to be, and there has to be some hospitality. So Martha is not by any way, shape, or form doing anything evil, and by any way, shape, or form doing anything unusual. She is working. Uh, to be a good host and providing hospitality. And so before any of us go anywhere further with that story, it's just a good reminder that that is where she is. And so when she comes to Jesus and lodges her complaint, it is perfectly reasonable to believe she is expecting Jesus to do a couple things probably. Number one, at minimum, at minimum, she's expecting Jesus to take her side and say, yes, Mary should be in the kitchen with you, and so should all of you, David, and oh, get in there and help Martha, you know, prepare the table. So, she's expecting that. Or, maybe, this is reading into that, but it doesn't seem it, but maybe since Jesus is the servant leader, maybe she's even expecting Jesus to pop up and say, Mary, follow me, let's take her into this. And that would be something that maybe Martha was expecting, is that Jesus would do that. She's certainly, certainly not expecting the response that Jesus gives. That Jesus gives a great response of the gospel in Martha and Just turn to your neighbor and say, Martha, Martha. I love you. Martha, Martha. David, David. Chris, Chris. We've all had somebody speak to us that way. Kelly, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, Martha. And then he says, You are important and distracted by many things. One thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the better thing. It won't be great. So, Jesus doesn't get up. So I'll be with 
doesn't make Mary or anybody else that gathers Jesus said, I had to take a nap. Chores can wait until tomorrow. 
And that would be a great thing to see what he does. But he does use worry in a negative way. The worry is causing negativity here. And so Martha had a gift. Jesus, in a roundabout way, and I'm reading some into this, so give me some leeway. Jesus is affirming her gift by not saying, by what he's not saying. He's not saying, stop working in the gift. He's Jesus, 100% divine, but he's also 100% Jesus. But let's just say for a moment, he's affirming her gift, accepting her gift, wanting her to mind her own business, and he's accepting Mary's gift of presence. Mary says, I'm present here for the Lord. Uh, her meal there at Latin the Court. And he says, So Martha, just worry about your own self. Not about what your sister is. And so be healthier for all of us. I'm going to get to eat. Mary's going to be left alone. And you can go back to joyfully doing and using your gift. Everybody's happy. It's tied in to the way the word used positively. This word, marijuana, the Greek word for word. Because sometimes, in the New Testament, this word is used, according to the Strong's portrait, is used uh, as a way of demonstrating effectively distributing concern. Effectively distributing concern in proper relation to the whole picture. So I think it's a good catch for us, all right, because of what Jesus is not saying to Martha. So Jesus is not saying, don't worry about anybody ever. Like, be just by yourself. Because Jesus is never advocating that this is just a by yourself thing. That is a community effort. So mutual concern for others. If you're concerned, if you're worried about Rick's health, Jesus is not going to say, Rick, don't worry about Rick's health. Mind your own business. That's not what he's talking about. And the Bible is going to back us up here at all. Right? But a mutual, we have a mutual concern for one another, for our health, for physical health, for emotional health, for our spiritual health, and that's a big difference than worrying about what other people are doing or not doing. You know, why are you going to see you know, that person? Why are you going out with that person? Why are you going? You know, not, why are you not going to work? Why is your leg broke? You know, and we worry about all those kinds of things, and especially we joke about social media. Social media has enabled all of us to worry about everybody's business. Now, part of that is the person posting what their business is going. Like, you'll post, I'm doing this, and then you get all offended because people know your business. Search for it. Jesus is concerned about us worrying about what other people are doing, especially when it's related to us. I'm doing this. Why is Joyce not doing this? Or I'm not doing this. Why is Janet not doing this? Why? And so that's what he's addressing here with Martha. He's not saying we should never be concerned with others. Here's a beautiful example of when this word worry is used in a positive way. And God holds you to ways and tension. It's when Paul is talking about spiritual gifts in Corinthians chapter 12, and he's using the physical human body as a metaphor about the different parts, all having a purpose and a reason and are working together. And this word comes up again, but this time in the positive sense. 
and 25, it says, so that there won't be division in the body, and so the parts might have mutual concern for one another. So a mutual concern for one another in the body runs the way it's supposed to run. It's an example of a positive use of that same root, same word that Jesus uses against parts. It's used in a positive way that Paul talks about. Hey, no, we do need this mutual concern for one another. You just gotta get out of people's personal business. It doesn't object to hold worrying about so much about other people. Worry about yourself. What you're doing, not doing, those sorts of things. Certainly don't get that concern uh, as affects the whole. Did you just turn me on back to start all over? No, I just turned you up a little bit. Just turned me up. Alright, so uh, it's a wonderful passage to get back to the fact that Jesus accepts us. He's going to accept us if we come and sit at his feet, if we are present in his word. He's going to accept us when we're using our gifts and decisions and everything in between. Uh, Jesus accepts the way we use our gifts of time and presence and service. He's very accepting of that and affirming. And in response to that, the way we say, thank you, Lord, for letting me be me, we need to do the same to others. And the way we do the same to others is to quit worrying about what others are doing or not doing. And Mary and Martha give us a way to look at that story, especially when we look at it from this perspective that we did today. And not just bashing Martha for being busy and Mary for not being busy, that's an easy, low-hanging fruit way to look at this story. And there's truth to that. But it's a little bit deeper today to look at what it means to worry about others. So hopefully, we've heard that today. That might be useful to us too. Let us pray. Gracious God, we are thankful for the way that you gift us. You give us gifts in order that we can care for your creation. We can care for your community. We can care for the stranger. We can extend hospitality in your name to others. Lord, we appreciate and give thanks that you accept our use of gifts and we're doing it in your name. Help us to be less concerned with what others are doing and not doing. In order that we can focus with a clean and good heart on what it is that we are doing or not doing. At the same time, not losing sight that it's not permission to just give up on one another, but to have a healthy concern for our brother and sister, for our neighbors and for strangers only. And it holds these in balance in order that we can live out your will, that we find acceptance in you, that we accept others. Name of Jesus, all God's people say. Amen. Amen. We're going to fall down for.